2: rams nation what's happening what's good it's your boy bear modder of rams podcast but this is locked on rams wednesday edition of locked on rams we are glad to be back haven't talked to you guys in a couple days so i want to make sure that we get off and running right and the best way to do that is by having jake ellenbogen with us jake how you doing my man I'm great, and the fact that that's the best way to do things, wow, I'm honored.
3: I am honored that you would say such a thing. Thank you so much. Oh,
2: yeah, man. We always have great conversations, and today is like no other. So, uh, guys, make sure to go give him a follow at JKBoganDTR on Twitter. Also, Downtown Rams. Check out the new website, DowntownRams.com. They've kind of switched up the model there. They're getting a lot more writers. They're putting up a lot more content as we're getting closer to the season, so make sure to check that out. Also, don't forget you can find us on the new app Himalaya. Uh, It's free, super easy to use. Has every single podcast you love and are searching for, especially here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. All of our podcasts: Lockdown, Dodgers, Lakers, Clippers, Angels—you name it—they got it here on the West Coast and across the country. Uh, And Himalaya is an awesome app, so go check that out. Jake, uh, glad to have you today. Want to talk to? We haven't talked since we haven't talked to a couple days. Got a couple things to get to. Want to talk about? Uh, the Wentz contract and how that affects Jared Goff and the Rams, which everyone in the Rams organization right now is saying it doesn't affect us. Uh, and then, you know, uh, we heard about the new hard nikes and where that's going. So we'll talk about that as well as uh, Todd Gurley. It's like a, a soap opera around here with Todd Gurley as Todd Gurley turns our little Ram soap opera, uh, okay. hearing how his knees doing and, and what all that, and then we'll,
3: world turns.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's got to be somewhere still rotating around. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, pun intended. And then we'll finish with a little boomer bust. We did the defense, so we'll switch over and do the offense on this episode as well. Um, but we'll start with hard knocks. Uh, it lands in Oakland, which makes a lot of sense. Obviously, A B uh, Gruden the move to Vegas next year, the new stadium uh they they brought back Lyman Incognito they have a bunch of storylines bunch of drama a bunch of people your thoughts on hard knocks are you going to watch it have you watched it do you like the team talk to me
3: so truthfully i haven't watched it since the rams i watched the first year i believe it was with the jets um i literally have like nightmares of uh what's his face saying kill him bart kill him like repeatedly um uh rex ryan oh yeah (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean like you know i've only seen it twice i remember danny woodhead his emergence uh with the jets and then how for whatever reason they got rid of him um but you know i watched it with the rams and i thought the rams it was awesome you know any chance of me watching uh hard knocks with any other team was gone because i got so into all or nothing yeah that was um, a good one you know we had um you know, back when Blaine and I were were hosting the Downtown Rams uh, podcast together, uh, he actually got Keith Cossero on our show, uh, the producer of All or Nothing. And uh, it was, I I don't know, I just kind of lean more in that direction because I think it's it's shot like, it's shot like, let's just put it like this, okay? Hard Knocks, to me, is shot like Big Bang Theory. And when you take all or nothing that's shot like game of thrones you know it's just like it's more cinematic it's it's more i, I don't know that that just really tugs at your heartstrings <laughs> um so i'm a i'm an all or nothing fan and hard knocks i loved it with the rams but i haven't been able to get into it since truthfully
2: yeah okay i'm, I'm a fan of both I, I like the analogy i'm not the biggest big bang theory fan actually when no, i lived I in australia Uh, okay (laughs) when i lived in australia for about three years uh, they don't get a lot of tv like we have over here we have like 500 channels every tv show under the sun and big bang theory was like their big show that they were always on one of their 12 channels big bang theory was what it was all about and i hated it man it was like all was ever on tv was big bang theory and i was so over it at that point uh but i i i Give Hard Knocks a little bit more credit than I think you do. I love All or Nothing, but they switched to like, they did uh, Michigan football, which was good with me. I'm a Michigan fan. I watched that one. Uh, Then they switched and they did something. I think they did like a soccer team or something like that. But uh, I don't know if they've done, uh, they did the Rams, they did the Cowboys, but I think they kind of went away from NFL football. I don't know if they're going to come back with that. Uh, But it was it was it was deeper. It was during the season too. It was the stuff you want to see, you know, in season. Hard knocks. When it's over, you're like, that's it. I I want more. Uh, But I'm a big fan of hard knocks. I mean, I'm going back to like Ocho Cinco on on hard knocks, and um, Carson Palmer had an awesome season when he was with uh, the Bengals, where you know made me like him a lot. The Dolphins were great. Uh, You know, uh, Gruden's been on it before, and now I think his second appearance on it. So I'm excited for this one because that is a entertaining guy alone let alone mic him up for a camp where everyone's messing up and a bunch of rookies and the new team and all that stuff so it's going to be a bunch of fun a b i mean i kind of got annoyed with them this off season but at the same time he's perfect for this he's like a walking tmz uh clip so he'll probably bring a lot to the show if you could have picked someone outside the rams what team would you have wanted to see
3: huh um of course, that is assuming that I want to see hard knocks, but <laughs> no, Very true. Uh, but I, you know, I would say like, people are going to hate me for saying this on a Rams podcast, but it, you know, you ever get asked like who your second favorite team is. And I would never say second favorite, but like my team that I root for aside from the Rams would be the Colts. um, And that, that changes over time. I, I've liked the Titans because I was a huge Mariota fan. And obviously I'm a big fan of uh, Lafleur. Um, you know, I've liked, uh, you know, watching the Packers for the simple reason I love Aaron Rodgers. but you know, right now it's the Colts and you know, the reason for that is I I love their general manager, Chris Ballard. I love Andrew Luck. Um, I have some guys on the Colts that, you know, we interviewed on the podcast, uh, Pierre Desir and, uh, we had, um, Kamoko Torre on, uh, Pierre was this year. Torre was actually, uh, last year, and the cool thing with him, I've never had any experience like this before. He offered like he asked me if we want if he should do a live podcast. So he changed the game on me and it was the eve of the draft. So it was like kind of like that special, you know, thing that I won't forget. So I've, I've been following him and there's some other guys on the Colts as well that I've, you know, interviewed or, or met at the Senior Bowl. So um i don't know i just really like the colts uh you know as far as like if i had to pick an afc team roof for, it would probably be them so i guess in turn if it can't be the rams for hard knocks i'd pick the colts
2: yeah that's not bad i mean the way you were setting it up i thought you were gonna say the seahawks or something you're like i know it's a rams podcast i want to piss people off. i think you know the colts that's okay you want that's far away uh, you know, in a, a different division, so I think you're okay out there. But uh, you're right, a lot of a lot of good story lines across the NFL. I mean, the Browns had it last year. Baker was pretty interesting. It would be almost fun to see them again with all the additions and, and noise that they have yeah. going around there. But uh, Hard Knocks decided, you know what, this uh, beautiful disaster, which is the Oakland Raiders, looks like a good thing to uh, cling on to here, and it will produce a lot of content. So. Uh, I kept my HBO, I signed up for HBO for Game of Thrones with the instant plan (laughs) of deleting it, it, like right afterwards. And I'm like, you know what, you know, Hard Knocks is right around the corner. I'll I'll reevaluate after it's like 13 bucks a month or whatever. So uh, after Hard Knocks, I might have to make another decision. They'll probably throw some (laughs) other TV show I like to kind of keep me along. But That's the plan. But uh, what we'll do is we're going to step aside. We're going to take our first break. We're going to get a couple words from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Second edition coming up. Second segment coming up. Jake Ellenbogen, Downtown Rams, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams. This is the Wednesday edition right after
1: this. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVer jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All
2: right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, we've got Jake Ellenbogen with us from downtown Rams. We are glad he is here with us. We are kind of talking about hard knocks in that first segment. Another team that wouldn't be too bad would be the Eagles. They won a Super Bowl not too long ago. They've got uh, the newly extended Carson Wentz. They've got a lot of talent there, a lot of high expectation, big sports market. Um, And I want to talk about that really quick because I haven't had a chance to talk with you yet about it. Four year extension, $128 million, $107 million guaranteed. Instant reaction to that because I know mine was not really impressed. But yours?
3: Um quite honestly, I loved it. Uh, I'm a Carson Wentz, uh, fan going back to just in the draft. He was my QB one. Um, I think Goff has really taken over because of, you know, the sheer factor of being, you know, available. Right. Um, but right. You know, I think both these guys, obviously they're going to be attached at the hip. I mean, that's just the way it is with, you know, first and second overall picks. And that's why, um, You know, I think Winston and and Mariota are going to be under the spotlight this year. They both are kind of in situations where they could lose their starting jobs. But Wentz isn't in that situation because he got locked up big time. Um, You know, I I know a lot of people are like, you know, why did they do it now? Why didn't they wait? Why didn't they go with the fifth year option to franchise tags? Well, I mean, you know, obviously you're an organization that's trying to do right by your franchise quarterback that has had some uh, traumatic injuries, uh, already. Um, but you know, I think what you need to to keep an eye on is, um, the fact that really, you know, the Eagles, they wanted to, to get this thing done. Um, because this is the start, right? This is the next generation of quarterbacks. This is the Wentz, the Goff. I, I don't know why people keep throwing Prescott in there, but they do. Um, you know, when uh, not Winston, but uh, unless he proves us wrong, but uh, Watson, um, you know, this this is this next tier, and I think it's extremely important to kind of jump the gun a little bit, you know, maybe spend a lot of money right now, and you know, watches maybe the next guy gets forty, you know, it's
2: um, I'm gonna cut you off there really quick because one of the things you said there that kind of you know catches my attention is kind of that it's always you always think i feel like in my opinion it's always better to pay now because the longer you wait the higher it's gonna go up right because the next guy is gonna get the big bucks and the next guy is gonna get the big bucks you're not it's really tough to get a great deal in the nfl for an elite caliber player these days you have to sign them earlier than later uh if you want that to happen comes with extensions in the offseason but I'm with you on this one because of the availability that you mentioned. You know, you're giving this guy roughly $32 million a year if he fulfills that whole contract. And you're talking about a guy that progressively, since he's entered the league, is going down in games. And, he, you know, we saw him get injured in L.A. here um, again last year uh, with the, the back, I believe it was. So they're saying he's healthy at this point. But a guy that even struggled with injuries in college – Uh, it just, as from ownership side, I mean, I was with you, I had him as QB one coming out of the 2016 draft and Jared Goff has very much, I don't want to say overachieved because I think he was, you know, able to do all those things and, you know, kind of proved it. But I think definitely from my value where I thought he was, has definitely proven his worth as the number one overall pick in that draft. But it, it does get a little scary if I was an Eagles fan to be like, man, I just gave $107 million to a guy. You know that we might have just traded away the key piece to our quarterback room uh, or not traded away, let him walk and, and sign somewhere else in the offseason. So, I mean, I think it's it's long-term health is really what's going to decide is if this deal was good or not um, in a sense. And I think you were kind of getting there. But, you know, if you relate that to Jared Goff and the Rams seem to want to disconnect from this in general, saying that doesn't have anything to do with us. Yes, they were picked one pick apart, same position, same year. Uh, but we're in our own world again, McVay today in the press conference talked about as long as he is around here in LA, he really is, you know, his goal is to have Jared Goff around with him as well. And that wants to be some relationship that is built more than just these, this last year. So, you know, what does this mean for Jared Goff? What type of money? When would you sign him? Is now the time? Do you wait till next year? Uh, Does it go over 32 million? What kind of guarantees, like, how does that look for you?
3: Well, You know, I kind of want to to double back to to Wentz because I think you know the misconception is he didn't have a great year last year, and I I just don't I don't agree. I mean, you know, just because he didn't have thirty three touchdowns in thirteen games to seven interceptions, instead he had twenty one touchdowns to seven interceptions in eleven games, does not mean he had that you know a bad year. I mean, the team took a hit. You know, if you remember the Eagles barely made it into the playoffs, um, you know, I know Carson went five and six, but this is somebody that improved his completion percentage by uh, about nine points there, you know, because it went from 60 to uh, 69, almost 70. Um, he had almost the same amount of passing yards. It was really the touchdowns. And, you know, I think I know, you know, again, I know people want to say that he had a bad year and, you know, because it, it looks better uh you know you know because Jared Goff but you know like I think Rams fans need to understand I mean like you know Wentz is a legit quarterback like he right. is he's top ten when he's healthy. If you're guaranteeing his health he could be ahead of Goff. I mean he very well could be um but I also want to make this uh glaring point he's 26 so it's not a shock Because he's also been around longer than Goff, right? Yeah. They came in the league at the same time, but he's a more experienced quarterback. You know, Jared is 24 years old. He's 26. Wentz is close to 27 now. Jared will turn 25 in October. So, you know, they're going to be two years uh, apart from each other. And Goff is on the right side of that because he came in the league young. It gives him an opportunity to basically take everything in like a sponge and so he's doing that. But what I want to bring up, um, uh, Bear, is uh, something very interesting here. Do you remember Aaron Donald and uh, Fletcher Cox, like that whole, you know, Fletcher Cox got his money first and then Aaron Donald? Right. Um, you know, it's. I think it's funny. It's the Eagles Rams, man. They're like connected at the hip. But, and then Khalil uh, Mack
2: came in late and was like, I'm going to take it all.
3: Yeah. Well, the, the thing that's funny is Todd France represents both Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox. I made this uh, made this note in my not most recent article, but I did write it on downtown Rams. Um, but basically, I said, you, you know, Fletcher Cox was given the highest paid defensive uh, contract at the time to set the table for the real, you know, primetime guy in Aaron Donald. Right. Well, I feel like. You know, Ryan Tolner, who is Ryan Tolner, Bruce Tolner, and Chase Callahan are the representatives for um, Goff and Wentz of Rep One Sports. Ryan Tolner is basically the go to uh, agent there. I think he was kind of setting the table for Goff. Like, look, Wentz has his Super Bowl ring, but people don't even like, you know, like imagine that. Like, he has a Super Bowl ring, but no one gives him credit for that. Right. You know, even though he led them there and then Foles won it. But, You know, he is still the guy that is kind of in the shadows now. Goff is kind of in the mainstream. We talk about Goff every day, regardless if you're a Rams fan. He comes up. He's now, um, you know, for whatever reason, I I don't know why, but Florio loves talking about him in, in kind of bad ways. But, you know, the fact is this. He was setting the table for Jared Goff because now Wentz gets his deal and he knows the Rams aren't going to work on Golf deal until next year. I mean, that could go up even more when you talk about how Dallas is really not doing a good job of hiding the fact that they really want to get bring Dak Prescott back. And so I think Dak has all the leverage. I don't yeah. know why you would do that, but um, but you see there, you know, Dak Prescott's probably going to get paid more than Wentz, not because he deserves it but it's because of it's the stock game, right? It's one guy gets his contract. doesn't matter if the best quarterback in the league or not. The next guy that gets paid at, you know, at that position that's somewhat on that tier or even close to it is going to get more. That's just how it goes. So in this case, golf is going to get more. um, You know, if, if Prescott comes in, that honestly says more to the Rams than this Wentz deal, because Prescott can overlap that by probably 2 million more annually. Then you'd be up to 34, mm. which would probably push Goff in the 36 to 37 range. I know people talk about Goff potentially being the Tom Brady in this situation, taking less money. Keep in mind, guys, Jared Goff has never had a legit contract in the NFL. This will be his first. Right. So Tom Brady was not doing that from day one. Tom Brady did that after the fact, right? you know that he did that after he had established himself as a premier uh athlete as a guy you know he had that huge deal with Uggs he's married to Giselle like he doesn't need the money as much as everyone else does he doesn't need the money as much as his team needs cap so that's really what it comes down to so expecting you know 25 year old Jared Goff who's never seen a paycheck anything like this to take less money I think you're out of your gourd honestly you know with all due respect so uh, I think that could come down the line, but it's not coming in Jared Goff's first uh deal. It's gonna be over 30 million, and I'll be honest with you, I'm all for it. You know, the, the NFL, yeah. it's gonna turn into that, and we're gonna see a lot of quarterbacks that are getting paid over 30. Um, I think it'll be interesting when the guys that are getting paid 30 right now retire. I think that's when you'll see, you know, that cycle of teams. I think teams will kind of reemerge that maybe aren't, you know, maybe like the say uh you know the the lions you know maybe like you know stafford doesn't work out and then they kind of go through a cycle maybe they grab you know somebody like a trevor lawrence depending on how their whole thing goes and then that's kind of how you see the the circle of life in the nfl you know bad teams become good good teams become bad and uh what's the common consistency with good teams they have a great coach in bill belichick or they have a great coach in somebody like sean McVay. So. Uh, I think the Rams can't afford to pay golf for that reason.
2: Yeah, and and you're right. I think uh, it is interesting because it's it's a it's a um, a play by both sides, right? Whether it's the organization trying to get this done to you know get a better deal sooner, or Jared Goff saying ah, let's kind of let's play this out a little bit and see what everyone else does as far as the market goes, or that's what the Rams are saying too. Let's see what Dak comes in it, and maybe. Maybe he does go a little bit under Wentz. I know you said he, he could potentially, you know, keep this thing going up, but it is tough for me uh, as a fan of the game and as you know, some of that reports on the game to say, man, he should not get more than Wentz. I'll tell you that right now. But he's done he's done well, but not to blow up those numbers to 34. But you know, that's all part of the game on waiting and seeing what's going on. They don't seem in any hurry as far as the organization, at least publicly. They don't have any hurry. They might be, you know, working on some contract talks behind our back right now. Uh, but you know, all likelihood, uh, it's it either gets done coming into camp that you know in the next three weeks, or it's probably shelved until uh, next year, which is you know most likely. Let everyone focus on football. We'll see how those numbers shake out. But either way, I'm with you. I think Jared Goff is the guy. I think uh, the Rams have been pretty upfront about that, and I believe them when they say that. I know there's a lot of talks nationally about you know maybe just throwing any old quarterback with Sean McVay or find someone in the draft and trade up for him again and and go through this whole process again. But I don't think so. I think Jared Goff is the guy. I think Sean McVay likes him as well in that system. So I think he will be the guy. Uh, 32, 35, somewhere in that range, I think, is about what he'll get. Uh, I think the guaranteed money is definitely going up. We'll see how that kind of plays out. But that is all in due time. What we're going to do now is we're going to step aside. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. Third segment, we're going to talk a little bit of boom and bust. Coming in on the offensive side, what their year is going to like, look like moving forward. We've got Jake Ellenbogen. I'm Bear Locked Lockdown Rams Wednesday right after this.
0: This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football, with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day.
2: All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment. We've got Jake Ellenbogen with us. Guys, make sure to go give him a follow at jkbogandtr. I think he just tagged uh, basically half of Rams Nation on Twitter. Uh, so <laughs> if you're not following, follow all those people on there. Uh, there's a lot of awesome stuff in the Rams Nation world on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you know, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Downtown Rams, Locked On Rams on Facebook and Instagram as well. So uh, check us out on all those platforms and the new streaming app Himalaya. Download it; it's free, super easy to use, and it has all of Locked On podcasts uh, on there as well. So check that out. And as we kind of wrap this thing up, we'll do it uh, kind of how we did it last week. We did a Boomer Bust, kind of name some players, got your thoughts on what their season was going to look like, and you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying uh, boom is you're going to be you know, a pro bowler and bust is you're going to, you know, be kicked off the team. But you know what I mean? Up or down? How's there? You're going to go. Uh, and we'll start with Todd Gurley because I wanted to mention him a little bit. and We kind of skipped over that segment as we kind of got carried away on some of the other topics. But, um, you know, he came into a press conference today uh, and he's kind of over it, man. You can tell that, you know, it's the off season. He knows where his body's at. He knows the organization knows where his body's at. But everyone in the media room, is just picking at them and trying to get well, what are your workouts like right now? How are you feeling? What are you doing to keep your mind off football? like all these questions that are like the same question, but worded a little bit differently, trying to get that little bit of information where he's like, fine, you know what? It hurts. It hurts after I work out like they're waiting for that like moment, but he's not giving it to him. Uh, he's doing well on that, but he just looks over it with the media, which is kind of funny. Um, but we'll start with him. Boomer bust year, man. Do you think he he goes up to the level he was last year? Or do you think we see a step back with him?
3: Well, I mean, he's he still, you know, one thing that I got to point out is in the Super Bowl, he had the same level of injury or whatever you want to call it with his knee. And there were times where he got on the open field and was dangerous. Like, I mean, he got... You know the Patriots got a hair on him and and got lucky that you know he ended up falling on the turf because I mean he could have taken a couple of those runs I think the distance uh, had that not happened and of course you know let's not forget about the John Sullivan wasn't really a hold play um but you know I I think this is somebody that is the best player in the league at his position I think he's the most dangerous offensive player after Mahomes because I think before Mahomes. There was not a quarterback that could match what Todd Gurley was bringing to the table on offense. There just wasn't. Um, You know, I I even would say with Rodgers, because over the last few years, Rodgers, poor Rodgers, has been paddling injury after injury. So really, I would say Mahomes kind of came in and changed that game. But still, let's not forget Todd Gurley was about to, you know, break that, uh, you know, touchdown record uh this year. I mean, he was on pace to do it. He gets like those injuries start, you know, piling up. It was really the Kansas City game. Dorian O'Daniel uh of Kansas City, the linebacker came over, hit him near the right sideline, kinda awkwardly fell, and his you know his leg kind of moved in an awkward way. And you could tell something wasn't right. Todd got up the usual Todd fashion, looks like it's not no big deal. Gets ready to go back in the huddle. We didn't see much of him the rest of the game. Um, so with that being said, I just feel like this is somebody that has proven, you know, they basically said his knee was like hamburger after the first game of the year against the Raiders. And he played through all that pain. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't put anything past Todd Gurley. Now, what I want to point out is with Darrell Henderson, um, you know, people are saying that he's not going to, you know, be much of anything um which i find hilarious because i just don't think people understand what the rams are trying to do here right it has it has a little bit to do with todd Gurley's health long term but the short term you're just getting another guy that could be like alvin kamara in in you know the lineup i mean you're just trying to add more pieces for your franchise quarterback and jared goff i mean imagine that so now instead goff has And keep in mind, because Josh Reynolds played a role last year at the end of the year because of Cooper Cup, now he has that experience in big-time games to come up as your fourth receiver. So let's just go through this real quick. Todd Gurley, okay? That's your primary weapon because you primarily are going to run the football. So Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is your fourth option. And then I didn't even get to Gerald Everett who's your fifth Josh Reynolds is your sixth Darrell Henderson is your seventh Malcolm Brown's your eighth you have eight legitimate weapons if you saw Malcolm Brown in the Saints game the same game they lost and he got hurt in um I mean he was incredible on that that uh that play you know where he kind of had to tiptoe and get himself in the end zone yeah you know what play I'm talking about they oh, kind of yeah. tried to upend him but I mean that's what it's all about it's just about how can we make ourselves better than we were last year, and that's how the Rams did it. They went out and got Darrell Henderson. So I think Todd will be fine, and uh, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to have that approaching a touchdown record season like you, did, you mentioned last year as he was getting near the end of the season and stockpiling touchdowns, but I think he's going to be – you know, a top three, top five guy at lowest as far as yardage goes. I think he's going to be up in that top five category. And I think a lot of people within, you know, six, eight weeks are going to forget that there was all this drama talking up to the season about it, unless he goes out there and, you know, knock on wood, but kind of has a KD type of thing, which is a completely different thing. And I hate to even cross that but i know it's hot in the media right now but if you try to go and push it too much and you re-injure something and make it worse but Um, even Todd, I mean, the one thing he did mention as he was talking about it is his college career coming out of Georgia. And it was a lot worse is basically what he said that this is basically nothing compared to what he was dealing with then. So as he's ranking his own injury, which you would hope that a guy knows his body better than anybody else, that this isn't as a big a deal as everyone's made it, but it's the off season. There's a lot of questions. And I think that's the biggest thing is we've never gotten any answers. So it's left to us to fill it in with all of our uh, opinions and some nonsense, some good, some arthritis, some not all that stuff. But, um, I think he's going to have a pretty solid year and I really hope I get him in a lot of fantasy leagues. I've mentioned that a handful of times. So hopefully the people I play with aren't listening on a regular basis. Thank you very much. But, uh, we'll move it along. Cause uh, a couple other guys that you mentioned there. And so obviously I'm assuming, you know, without asking, but I'll let you say in your own words, Cooper cup boomer bust this year, coming back from the injury.
3: Um, it's going to be a boom for me. Uh, you know, I think he had an opportunity to play with two unbelievable receivers that gained even more chemistry with him out. Um, And I think, you know, just seeing what Cooper Cup meant to the team, I think, was kind of an eye opener to Cooper Cup, because how do you know that? You know, I mean, I, I know you play as a cohesive unit. I know this is we, not me. But, you know. Part of Cooper Cup has to be like, wow, they really did miss me on the field. I mean, make no mistake, Josh Reynolds came through when they needed him to. Had a couple big catches in the Super Bowl, but, you know, they didn't score touchdowns. So it's like it didn't matter. Um, But I mean, this is this is somebody that knows his worth now, I think. Yeah, I think Cooper Cup is going to I I said it last year. If they stay healthy, all three of those guys were going to go over a thousand yards. I'm saying it this year. If they stay healthy, all three of them are going over a thousand yards receiving. Jared Goff could throw over 5,000 yards this mm. year alone.
2: Get me, get me. Shivers th- over I here. I really think he could. So. <laughs> I, I do think I, I'm with you. Some, something is different about Cooper Cup. You can tell the way that he prepares, the way that, it, you even just hearing some of the interviews and again, going back to knowing your body and what it can do and also the mindset, the student. The teacher that he's with, the organization, the people around him, the quarterback that he gets, he's really set up in a great situation, and he's just kind of built there. You just watch him. Uh, he's really a pro's pro. I know that's kind of an overused motto there, but uh, Cooper Cut fits that bill. I really think that he is going to bounce back. I don't know if he'll get to 1,000 yards. I, actually, I would i would go out and say he won't get to 1,000 yards uh, just on... Excuse me. Still wanting to give Todd Gurley uh, the rock and adding Henderson to the mix and just the offense in general. Uh, Knowing what we got with Josh Reynolds as a number four and wanting to, you know, probably keep him involved as well as some of the guys I want to talk to you about in a little bit here. Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee and getting them involved. Well, so there's just so many mouths to feed. Three over a thousand. I think that they're going to split it up. I do still think that we could get two of those guys over a thousand, and maybe he's two of the guys that go over a thousand. But I, I don't know if we get three over a thousand. And if I had to pick one to come back, Cooper Cup off an injury will probably be the one I pick. Uh, but I'm gonna, we're kind of running out of time here, so I'm going to kind of put a couple guys together. to Get your thoughts on a boomer bust. Uh, and these are brand new guys being shoved into a starting role. Joe No Boom and Brian Allen. Thoughts, boom and bust on on that line.
3: It's funny. I was just going over in my head, you know, could this be one of the greatest offensive performances we see um, out of this team? I mean, I'm really starting to wonder and I, and I keep going back to the offensive line because you don't have, you know, uh, Roger Saffold, um, you know, and then aside from that, I mean, kind of everyone is Sullivan's gone, you know, but I mean, that's, that's where I stop you. Because you have three guys from last year's Built for Bill for Tough Offensive Line of the Year Award winners, uh, Whitworth, Havenstein, Blythe. You know the one area weakness last year was center. John Sullivan hit a wall and hit it quickly. Okay, I think he hit it his first year with the Rams. But this is the same Rams team that had guys like Tim Barnes paid um you know Jason Brown a lot of money didn't do very well at all. They've, they haven't they have had the luck at the center position. Um, Scott Wells, you know, somebody that's a pro bowler with the, uh, the Packers, comes over the Rams, does nothing. So, you know, I think this year, Brian Allen, who I was not high on in the draft, I have a feeling he's going to end up being pretty good and prove me wrong, just like John Johnson did. So I think that Obviously, I'm a huge Noteboom fan. I think anybody that's listening to me talk about Noteboom knows that. Um, You know, they they just don't make offensive linemen, you know, like him. They're very athletic. Um, He's going to be a bookend left tackle if they give him the opportunity after Whitworth. Um, I do think he is better than Bobby Evans. uh, But I also like his versatility because he's learning how to play guard And he might be like the Lyle Collins of this team where, you know, Dallas had that really good offensive line. They couldn't fit Lyle into the the rotation. So they plugged him in at guard. He kind of got stuck there because he was so good. And then they eventually had to move him to right tackle um, because uh, Tyron Smith kind of never went away. You know, we'll see if Whitworth stays because that would be interesting. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. I just think with this offense, you know, this offense has a chance to be not only the best uh, in the league this year, but one of the best of all time. I think if you get Darrell Henderson that I'm seeing on film, that I believe is the number one running back in this draft class that came out and say, you get Todd Gurley from 2017, you know, maybe not even, you know, the, as explosive as last year, but maybe 2017 Todd Gurley, um, I mean, I, I maybe you get a little bit less than that. And then you have guys like Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, Josh Reynolds, and then, of course, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee. Um, there's just too much there. I don't think people are you know, giving credit for. So if this offensive line steps up, I mean, they definitely can be that. And to me, I think that they will. I think. It sounds weird. It sounds super optimistic. It almost sounds like, oh, nothing bad is going to happen. Right. You have them going 15 and one. But let's be real. The Rams have a really good football team. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, it's not just the offense either. You know, let's, you know, the defense is really good. But since we're talking about the line, you know, I just want to point out that, you know, Joe Noboom was very impressive in the limited amount of snaps he had.
2: Yeah, he was, you know,
3: so really the only question mark to me is going to be Brian Allen. And it's something it, it, there, there's it's not a football thing because I didn't like his film at Michigan State. I had him as a seventh round grade and they got him in the fourth. Um, but I just have a weird feeling like he's going to end up proving me wrong. So I'm actually pretty excited. And if he doesn't, they have other guys, uh, you know, back there. Uh, Jameel Demby is playing all five positions. So that's cool. Um, Joe Curley reported that today. Um, you know, Vitas uh, from Youngstown State, UDFA, somebody to watch. Uh, he came on our show. He's playing center. They still have uh, Aaron ne- uh, Neary, who yep. can also play center. So um, if he's not the guy, They've the Rams will have options. Yeah. But I think the Rams kind of know he's going to be the guy because I don't think – that they would have gone into this offseason not drafting a center at all and there were some damn good ones in this draft and not signing anybody like right. you know a Matt Paradis or anybody like that so and, and another thing i want to bring up you know Spencer Long he was the center in uh Washington Sean McVay knows a lot about Spencer Long they let him go to the Jets uh, a couple years back so you know if they if they didn't believe in uh you know when they got brian allen if they didn't believe in brian allen they would have already gotten somebody and i'll tell you right now john sullivan would probably be there yeah so they, i think they really do and uh you know we'll see
2: no I, I like it and like you said i think the rams have a pretty good read on how they think this line going to shake out and what they can expect for them in this season and if not that they've lined up some you know people behind that can play five position you listen to these guys during the offseason talk about the line and that is like the number one thing if you want to be out here in Los Angeles working on the line you got to play at least four positions and if you play five even better so uh, they're not going to just grab a guy because he can play one position they're going to play multiple positions and also be able to back up and move around so uh, they've got some experienced guys or or inexperienced guys too backing them up but uh, they do have some depth there and some options so Uh, We'll see how it plays out, but uh, pretty good stuff. A lot of boom, a lot of boom on the offense. And I think you're right though. I mean, it's just a damn good team. Sometimes you get a little carried away with the optimism, but I'm with you. You know, the cup half full there, as far as what this Rams 2019 season can look out, look like, especially if you look back on that season and see how well they played uh, last year. And you talking about hopefully increasing that defense with some veterans and guys gelling a little bit better and you know how that goes, but, Uh, I like it. I like your, your feel on it, but we'll talk more, uh, next time when we get you on and we'll kind of go through the roster and throw a couple more guys at you for both offense and defense. But Jake, man, I appreciate you as always coming on, make sure to go give him a follow, uh, hit up all the podcasts that he's doing. And, uh, we look forward to having you again next week, man. Take it easy, brother. Thanks so much
3: thanks man appreciate you having me on it's been a blast and uh, we're always covering you know uncovering different things to talk about i think it's uh i think it's a lot of uh, fun and you know now it's more more thought-provoking so now we have people talking about brian allen at the water cooler all day yeah
2: that's what i like man throw you a random question and and you'll just take off on it and it creates some good conversation back and forth so man we appreciate it and uh we'll do it again next time uh, but Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.